Destroy! 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 Company! Destroy! 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 Company! Destroy! Destroy! Company! Destroy! Destroy! Company! Destroy! 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 Company! Hello listeners, I'm Ross Purdy and welcome to another episode of Ross Purdy Destroys Comedy. And if you haven't noticed uh, the episode number of today's show, well it's a pretty big and important one if you ask me. The Big Two Five. That's right. 25. This is the 25th episode of glorious podcast goodness. Uh, a real uh, peak, a real uh, high point of this long running, illustrious podcast. And to celebrate 25 episodes, we're going to take a step back. And have a look at uh, I would I would say the top four best moments of Ross Purdy destroys comedy, as voted by you, the listener. Uh, literally the screen name of the person who submitted these clips, you, the listener. I don't know why he would call himself that necessarily, but he has. Or she, or they, I don't know. I don't know. I can't keep up with uh, whatever you, the listener, is up to now these days. But these are the top, top, top four best moments of Ross Petty Destroys Comedy we're going to be doing today. And uh, this is very important. Clearly not just an excuse to pump out some more meaningless content during a pandemic that's left everyone just scurrying with uh, nothing to do. We're going to now jump on now to uh, number four, the fourth best moment of Ross Perry Destroys Comedy. And to give a little context, we all know former Hammercat collaborators David Chow and Jimmy J, James J. Uh, previous guests of the show. Um, some would argue we have a bit of a cont- uh, contentious relationship. I say that's just if you've never been in a comedy group before, that's just how it goes. You know, what looks uh, tense and um, from the outside is really just a loving family and uh, a loving family that's nice to each other uh, pretends to be someone else uh, to marry another member of the family for their money and so on and so forth. So you might remember for uh, this episode where uh, me and David Chow decided to spin off, uh, do a backdoor pilot for Ross, uh, through Ross Purdy Destroys Comedy for a brand new uh, show called We Hate James. 
Now, what happened to that? What happened to that? What happened to that show? Uh, too hot. Too hot, said uh, the people at iTunes. Too hot. Uh, we already have a podcast that's kind of like this, and we just do not want to double up. Turns out that other podcast was serial, so I don't know. Uh, this is a uh, two... Uh, two uh, moments that I think you, the listener, really responded to about make up number four of uh, me and David's backdoor pilot of We Hate James. Here it is, your number four. Maybe we should record <sighs> so, we hear. In a comic book store in All Melbourne. All Star Comics. All Star Comics giving you a shout out right now. Yeah. Hashtag. Shout out. Shout out, yeah. Hashtag shout out. And um, we're here with uh, Ross and David. And I'm David. That's Ross over there. How you doing? Hey, how's it going? And um, James is in the corner somewhere looking at some comic books. Been doing that for the last twenty minutes. Yeah. And uh, I think he's, I think he hasn't found what he's looking for yet. I mean, you know, none of us have really found what we're looking for, right? Yeah. It's like that U two song. It's like if I found that you can't buy love. Nah. You can't buy love. You can buy someone's time. And they can pretend they're into you, but they're not really into you. If it's just a job for them, but they're so good at it, it seems like they could be into you, and it messes with your head. And then, next thing you know, you find yourself in a comic book store, and your friend's looking for comic books. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that kind of led into a, a weird sort of tangent, Ross. <laughs> Is there something else going on with you? What? What? <laughs> you alright? Is there something going on in huh? your... Uh... <laughs> well, I guess... Um... <laughs> I guess we can sort of move on from that. Anyway, we just this is another episode of uh, We Hate James, because uh, James isn't here with us right now. Well, he, he's here, but he's like not here here. He's, yeah, he's here, but he's not here yet. He's not here mentally. Sort of looking at... He's looking at some toys now. Some toys, you know, boys with their toys. Some figurines. Boys with their toys. Yeah. I feel like that's the type of saying we need to get rid of in today's culture. Boys with their toys. Because sometimes toys could be a hammer or a, a weapon that they can use as a form of violence, and that's wrong. Yeah, that's true, actually. It's a... Uh... Yeah, it certainly takes that air of seriousness uh, and danger out of it, boys and their toys. I think I think um, the world would be a better place if, um, instead of like Senate hearings, we just had drum circles. <laughs> just uh, like like shamanic drum circles. Just shamanic drum circles, and we do some little bit of acid, you know, <laughs> get really like deep into fish and <laughs> fish like the food or like the band. Ah, both. <laughs> Well, maybe the band, because, you know, the food is the, the, an animal. Yeah. You don't yeah. want that. It's yeah. a creature. It's a living creature. You don't want that. But, you know, the fish, the band's also living creatures as well. So. 
this. All right, I think that's just gonna make a little bit of place. Um, <laughs> we ban all religion because religion caused all the wars. Yeah. You know, clearly. Yeah. Um, we ban atheism as well because that caused Ricky Gervais. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just any any sort of form of worship. Yeah. Of of idol worship. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of ironic that like we're in a comic book store and that's like all all it is really is like worshiping superheroes. And yeah, from vigilantes and materialism. Yeah. Always in materialism, you know. Yeah. You know, I know I said we can't keep saying that, but <laughs> I, and I keep saying that, but it's really just to drive home one point. Yeah. That I hate games. <laughs> yeah. Gotta hate James. Fuck James. <laughs> Not a fan. No. He used to shave. Yeah. Shave that beard. Yeah, he's all scruffy now. He's not taking care of himself. Get rid of that beard. What are you hiding? <laughs> Alrighty. It's another episode of We Hate James. It's a brand new spin-off podcast. Yeah. Just waiting for James to finish purchasing his comic books. Stupid dumb comic books. Yeah. Because he's thinking he's doing cards. You think he's doing savings or what is he? Nah, he's he's, he's, he's definitely doing credit. <laughs> he's not a savings boy. He's not a savings boy. <laughs> he's, a, he's a credit man. Yeah, he's a debt boy. Ah, <laughs> that's how much I hate James. I'm not even gonna be polite on the We Hate James show. He's taking a while. I don't know what he's doing. Over there. Well, of course, like James, he's just gonna be yapping about like his he's, he's a ring collection. It's like he's filling something out with a pen. Yeah, he's just he's 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 writing he's down about his ring collection. Actually, using check or something. That's who uses checkbooks these days. I don't know. It must be the year 1997, because no one I know uses checkbooks. Yeah, he's getting a receipt printed right now. He's getting that receipt printed. It's like this is this is just totally like James. Total knock. Yeah, you know you can get like digital records if you use cards and stuff. You don't need a. No, you don't want a digital record. I keep it clean. You know what I mean. When I do my business, I make sure I use cash, so nothing can be tied back to me. All about that off-grid. Yep, gotta live off-grid. Not on the grid, off-grid. That's why I'm smarter than James. He's looking at some other stuff. He's gonna get some other stuff? Of course! Because once it's one thing, it's another thing with him. Just going through some jars of stuff. I think it's like little keychains or something. Oh, of course, because James is famous for eating keychains. <laughs> he just buys jars of keychains, and when most people will put them on like a ring thing, he eats them. Yep. This is why I hate yeah. James. Yep. <laughs> this is just why I'm just not a fan of James and why I'm doing the We Hate James show. <laughs> Can I join the We Hate James show? Because if anyone hates James, James hates James. <laughs> Oh, sure. Anyone who hates James is allowed on board. Yeah. <laughs>
go get some, some pancakes. Right. That's how every episode ends. We just go off and get pancakes. Those are cakes I will not pan. <laughs> That's clever freaking wordplay. Wow, what a clip. It's, it's very easy to see why that made the top four. Uh, such great uh, recording quality too. Like just uh, majestic, uh, amazing. I mean, think of the best uh, podcast audio you can think of right now in your head. Um, this is like that, but times 100. Uh, that was our number four. Uh, what comes after four again? That's all right. Free. Our next, uh, next, uh, number is free. And this moment, uh, as chosen by you, the listener, the, uh, single, uh, fan of the show that submitted these, uh, clips, uh, is from, oh, well, Ross Purdy Destroys Comedy's first live show. Um, it was it was uh quite quite something um i i i did the live show at the uh the Anthenaeum theater uh just believing it was just going to be a regular episode of Ross Perry destroys comedy just like live in front of an audience but what happened was um it kind of turned into like a weird sort of q and a self help session uh, between me and the audience and I sort of feel like they learned as much if not more than, than, than what I learned about myself um, uh, take a little listen now this is the top three top uh, third moment of the top four uh, so it's better than the last moment uh, so if you hated that, give this one a chance. It will be slightly better. Uh, this is the from the Ross Petty the Stories Comedy Live Show uh, at the Anthenaeum. I have been through this time and time again. There are brew runners all around that keep getting booked to do these gigs. And it's like they don't know. I don't do comedy. I do comedy. I was promised that I was going to do comedy to a series of comatose people. Is anyone here comatose here tonight? <laughs> well, see, I don't believe that because, in my experience, comatose people don't respond with words. I'm contractually obligated to only do comedy to comatose patients. So I'm not going to do any funny ha ha jokes tonight because I'm looking at all of you and you all look very much mentally alive right now. You don't want to be, but you are. <laughs> so I'm not going to go do some hilarious bits 
I'm not gonna do my bits about the, the truck. <laughs> Comatose people find that stuff hilarious. It goes into their subconscious and they laugh inside their subconscious. There's technology that reads that. Why am I talking about this to you? I mean, you're a bunch of... Well, we call you folks of mentally alive nobodies. <laughs> So I'm just going to run out this clock. I'm going to run out this clock, and not like those patients are running out their life clock. I'm talking about the time clock I have in this gig tonight. So I'm not going to do comedy, but I am a lawyer in my day job, so I can give lawyer advice to anyone wanting it. Is, it, is anyone looking for advice? Yeah. You, yes. Yeah. Okay, what are you looking for? I got some DUI. You got a DUI? Yeah. Okay, what were the circumstances? <laughs> just high, high. <laughs> you were just high? I was just high and I was driving. I wouldn't say that before. <laughs> You should say that might seem like marijuana in my system, but my friend put that there. <laughs> my friend was trying to replace his blood with my blood and vice versa. You say that I have gotten so many people off with us. <laughs> the judges are like, yeah, people Replacing each other's blood is a real problem in today's modern society. We've got you. And if you lose, you, you don't get pizza. If you win, you get pizza. Anyone else? Anyone else? Anyone else? Anyone else? Look, if nothing starts happening, I have to start coward punching people and hope you get into a coma. Because <laughs> I'm not going to do comedy. What if you may have accidentally, not necessarily, but possibly get a child and kept driving? <laughs> <laughs> like, hypothetically. Okay, is the child still there where you left them? Part of it. Oh, okay, okay, this is good, this is good. You don't want all of the child bear because... Okay, what you do is... You grab a street sign, and you attach the street sign to the child. I changed my blood with the child as well, that's gonna help. Not really. If you were trying to avoid a DUI, it would help you so much. Attach the street sign, say to the judge, say, I didn't realise that, sh that street sign was actually a child. Oh. <laughs> if you just say, oh, I just hit a street sign, you just get a fine. Okay, okay we're good? Yeah. <laughs> I really want to do some jokes now, guys. But <laughs> Uh, is anyone willing to go comatose? That child is. Yes. <laughs> is the child dead or comatose? 
Okay, I'm gonna get this right. Last time I saw hypothetically dead. <laughs> <laughs> hypothetically dead. Yes. Okay, I don't need hypothetical, sir. I need facts. <laughs> okay. Okay is not a fact. Okay is an affirmation that doesn't make sense with the previous <laughs> sentence I just said. So I don't like having to do this, everyone. I'd rather do jokes, but like, I feel like I'm just bringing work with me. I want to start a company. How can I do that? <laughs> okay, here's how you start a company. You got any friends or acquaintances you know that have like suits? I have suits. You steal their suits. Yep. And since you've stolen suits, there's definitely going to be a whole bunch of blow inside the pockets. <laughs> Start doing the blow in parties, in the bathroom stalls. Come out of the bathroom stalls, and then you'll be so, like, just high on blow, you'll start going, Oh, oh man, I tell you what, I started this brand new company, we publish books! It's self-help books, it's really great, you guys! Ah. Eventually, your moxie and confidence will impress a real CEO and they will give you their job. <laughs> Guaranteed to work. <laughs> kind of like the fact you guys are laughing. I wasn't supposed to do jokes and funny ha-has. <laughs> okay, we're all feeling uncomfortable and not sure what's going on. I don't know what's going on either. I thought I was booked for a completely different gig, but now I'm here. Have to kill time. Having to give lawyer advice. <laughs> Look, if anyone wants to talk to me at the end of the show, book me for some kind of gigs or whatever, fine. I feel like the only people who are interested in it is my lawyer advice. I'm more than that. I'm more than that. No need to take photos, sir. No need to take photos. Oh, wow. What a clip. Uh, great, just great stuff right there. I mean, like I said, I mean, and the night continues like that, where I continue to give the audience at the Anthenaeum Theatre, which is what that clearly was, uh, advice about how to, you know, circumvent certain legalities, so to speak. Uh, uh, so I'm not just a, a guy who deconstructs comedy I, I deconstruct law and I um, am available for any and all seminars, presentations for like any sort of law firms, uh, legal firms that would have me. So with all that in mind, we're now halfway through the top four best moments of Ross Purdy, the comedy. What will number two be, as voted by you, the listener? Wouldn't you believe it? It's another moment. It's another great moment between uh, me and former Hammercat collaborators, David Chow and Jimmy J, 
James Day. Uh, this is uh, when we really decided to take the show in a different direction. Um, when I decided to take the show in a different direction. Um, it is called Ross Purdy Destroys Comedies. And for a little while there, for a little while there in the beginning, I decided to team up with David and James and just um, destroy comedy in a different way. Um, by deconstructing jokes from a joke book. That lasted like two, two, two three weeks or something, two, three weeks. Uh, then it kind of stopped and then we decided to try it again and that lasted like another five weeks. So we got a joke book. We decided to destroy comedy via deconstructing jerks out of a, a joke book for a little while there. Uh, so this moment is from that era of the show, the, what I like to deem the 1001 jokes era of the show. Uh, take a listen. And boy, if, you're, if you become nostalgic for those times and hey, maybe, maybe we can, you know, get some other shows uh, out of the vault in the future. Uh, or just, you know, whatever. Just here it is, your number two best moment of the show of Ross Petty Destroys Comedy. Uh, me, David James, uh, all uh, deconstructing jokes from a joke book. Meet cute. What's a meet cute? It's that moment when the couple of the movie meet each other, and it's that whole. It's like it's like, and once someone like the girl drops something, and the guy picks it up, up and oh. like, oh. they like touch hands, <laughs> and that's a whole. Oh, they're gonna be together sort yeah, of by the end of the movie. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. One thousand one jokes. One thousand one <laughs> jokes. We don't have a theme song. One thousand one jokes. Fuck <laughs> jokes. That was funnier than most of the jokes in the joke book. Yeah. Yeah. We'll this, prove that in this episode. This is Thousand One Jokes. We go through one of those Thousand One Joke books, pick out a joke that's usually terrible. T dissect them, take them apart. Yeah, try to tell, tell you funny. why it's funny or why it's not funny or do yeah, some or improv. Try and make it better, you know? Yeah. yeah. Or why comedy's dying? Comedy's <laughs> you can't do you can't do comedy in the era of Trump. He's just too ridiculous. <laughs> Satire is impossible in our society. We're truly living in an idiocracy, aren't we, guys? It's like that movie was a documentary. Sorry, listeners, I'm referencing stuff we were talking about <laughs> up in oh, yeah. It's a really good movie. <laughs> I want some Mountain Dew now. I like money. <laughs> Uh, oh. I'm um, so yeah, we're yeah. Ross. Uh, I'm James. I'm David. Should we start with the first joke? Start the first joke of the show. Oh yeah, tell us when to laugh. Pick one. Pick one. Okay, I'll put a laugh track. <laughs> now tell us when to laugh. Because I laugh more when other people laugh. <laughs> it's kind of true though, but like not um, not when you're watching a TV show. Yeah, you got to actually be there live. That's a whole. Yeah, and then they like they do prod the audience like yeah yeah laugh. yeah, and they you know if they don't laugh in a certain way they sweeten it up in the audio or yeah. whatever. Just and they have like warm up comics and there's like a whole behind the scenes 
Yeah, it's all. Yeah, and they got a whole it's back catalogue of fake love. It's all fake, man. They got a whole. Everybody back loves Raymond. Is fake. Nobody loved that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck him. Nobody laughs at everyone loves Raymond. This brother was the funniest character. <laughs> Fuck him. <laughs> all right, what's the joke? Okay. Uh, oh, here we go. Oh, this is bad. Oh, crap. This is. Oh boy, this is a doozy. This is a doozy of a bad one. Oh boy, this is this isn't good. Let this us have good, it. This isn't like you know. You, you look at good. You look at good as a concept, and then you go, "This isn't bad. This isn't good. <laughs> this is just the opposite. This is the opposite. Not good. Not good. Bad. You give bad it to even. us, man. You're bad even. We can take <laughs> it's, it. It's, He's it's, delaying <laughs> it because it's so bad. Oh man. It's, it's uh. It's not not good. It's 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 uh, on a scale of on a scale of one to good. It's it's a one. It's not good. Uh, okay, here we go. Uh, drum roll. Guitar solo. <laughs> Axel Rose. Wow! <laughs> yeah, sweet John Radio sweepers. <laughs> You're listening to Gold 104.3. <laughs> Oh, 10k workday. Oh, if we play a song twice, you will get some money. Uh, we'll just delay the, the joke break. right until the end. Oh, boy, Lemo. Oh, oh women are like this part. Lim Lemo, men are like that. Oh, breakfast radio. <laughs> Is that it or are we going to keep going? Switch stations now, Fox True. FM. Fox FM. <laughs> Fifi, Dave, Byron, and Fev. There's, there's a football player in there. There's some guy named Byron. Fifi, Box, and Dave Fortin. <laughs> oh, we're just talking about some stuff, you guys. Uh, let's play Katy Perry's Bonifatite now. <laughs> Even though it's 7 a.m. and that song's very clearly about Cunnilingus, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> Let's get to the joke. <laughs> Went off on a bit, no, no tangents, guys. We're going off a bit of a. Uh, <clears throat> what do you call a fly with no wings? A sit. Oh, close. A walk. Oh. Jesus. That was bad. Are we recording? Sorry. Yeah. I just wanted to check because I can't see it. Well, I hope we are. Yeah, we oh, are. Good, good. <laughs> oh, thank God. Okay. That was a bad one. That was horrible. <sighs> what do you call a fly with no wings? A walk. I don't call know. A little fly, that's what I would call them. Yeah. I, I mean, a beetle? It's just an insect. Yeah. Little. A fly with no wings. A beetle. So, not Paul McCartney. Ringo. Maybe John Lennon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> you guys had to think about that one. Oh, the, yeah, no wings. Yeah. Get it. Get it. Fly with no wings. A fat ant. <laughs> fat ant. <laughs> what? It's just a big fat ant. Oh, yeah, that's a really fat ant. <laughs> I haven't seen one of those in a while <sighs> a fly with no wings a fly with no wings 
uh, a walk. A walk. What do you call a walk with wings? Wing walker. Yep. <laughs> Greek god. <laughs> Pegasus. Greek, Greek god superhero wing walker. He oh. walks on wings. And he has wings. Wing walker. Wing walk. I am. Why? Why was walker. a? Why is a fly called a fly anyway? It's not the first thing a scientist discovered that could fly. Well, they ran out of cool names by then, so they're just like. You think a bird would be called a fly? Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. I think I think the pitching process wasn't as long on a fly. <laughs> <laughs> but for bird, they really thought about it. Like we can call it a fly because that's what it does. But I feel like it flies, but it doesn't look like a fly. You know what I mean? Mm. Okay, get the whiteboard out. We're gonna put on some ideas. Okay, <laughs> put some copper Joe on. <laughs> it's like ten thousand BC. It's an all nighter. Get the whiteboard out. <laughs> get the whiteboard out. Get the copper Joes. It's gonna be an all nighter. We're gonna think of a name for a. Uh, what is it? What is this? That, that little thing with, with wings. A buzz. A we'll call it a buzz. A buzz. Oh, buzz. Oh, buzz. No. No? I guess bees buzz, so we can't call it that. Yeah, that would be too confusing. Um, What else can we call it? They like to... Shit lover. <laughs> yeah, they like to float around shit. Yeah. Yeah, but so does Gary over there, so we need a fucking... <laughs> I sure do, guys. Whoa, I'm Gary. <laughs> <laughs> Gary, stop Gary. playing with the doo-doo. Oh, it's my doo-doo, so it's okay. <laughs> oh, it's Gary. He's the Bear grills of the <laughs> ancient era. How, how do you end up in this meeting? <laughs> Bear grills is less extreme than Gary. <laughs> he just drinks his piss. Ga- Gary goes full-on poop. Yeah. Full-on poop. Full of nutritional... <laughs> content in the poop in his poop in his own poop you know like a turd turd turd, turd. Oh, wait, there's something in that turd call it turd, turd. Yeah. wait hold on maybe something that rhymes bird no we've already got birds bird. we discussed this I thought we were pitching bird names no it's for the bug Oh. That little bug that, that flies around. Oh, flies. Fly. Hmm. Something in that. Yeah. Fly. It's simple. It's three letters. Could be a good name of a Jeff Goldblum joint. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Fly. Fly. Should we chisel it, chisel it in stone? Chisel make it, it. Make it a yeah. flourish. <laughs> we right. have a whiteboard, but let's chisel <laughs> it. <have> the <laughs> there we're, you go. We're all at this timeline's all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Jerry? Ah, uh, well, here's the thing. We could call it a fly, but for me, it reminds me more of my ex-wife, Vera. <laughs> Okay, we're gonna call it a fly. We're not gonna call it Vera. Sorry, Joe's usually not like that. He's just very better. He's he's usually a great guy to hang yeah. out with. I'm not, and you know it. <laughs> I'm a bad person. It's ten thousand BC. They haven't legalized divorce yet. Yeah, yeah it's kind of stuck. He's kind of stuck. I mean, they're separated, but they're not at the same time. It's a weird thing. <laughs> I mean. 
if the gods wanted them divorced, <laughs> he would have asked us to sacrifice him. Yeah. Well, I think we solved that joke. I feel like that whole bit was pretty bad, but better than the entire movie of Year One starring Michael Sarah. Oh <laughs> my god! And Isla Fisher was in that too. What? I don't Did remember. Jack Black, Michael Sarah, Isla Fisher, and some other girl. Isla Fisher wasn't in that, was she? I don't, yeah, she I don't remember. Oh, okay. Or well, some other girl with red hair. <laughs> I'm pretty wasn't sure it was Isla Fisher. No, what I was... I don't think so. Was it because Michael Sarah's girl was like was, this blonde kind yeah. of girl. Yeah, Jack Black's girl was like a redhead. Can we I look, swear that look, was, let, I swear that was June Diane Raphael. Let's look it up on the interwebs. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> a Year movie one, no man. one remembers from 10 years ago. <laughs> I actually watched that. <laughs> I didn't go to the theater, but I, I you know, I rented it. I watched it on it. TV, and I don't remember any of it. I rented it at Video Easy. <laughs> yeah, ten years ago, there were these things, right? They carried physical copies of movies. Click on the. Uh, it should say cast. Yeah. Okay. D- do you mean Olivia Wilde because she was a Olivia princess? Wilde? Yeah. What? Uh, it must have been. No. David's devastated it's that not it's not Isla Fisher. It's not Olivia Wilde. It's yeah. Olivia Wilde. It says here. What? <laughs> it says. Olivia Wilde. David June, doesn't believe her. June Diane Raphael. Uh, Juno, Te- Juno, oh, Juno Temple. Temple. Yeah. yeah, she was Michael Sarah's. Yeah, because she's quirky and has blonde hair. Yeah. And <laughs> David can't June, believe June it. June Diane Raphael was the other sort of person, I think, that was with... Jack Black. Oh. I mean, Olivia Wilde was like the princess. Ugh. What the fuck? <laughs> David, <laughs> David, it's not that important, all right? You're never going to watch the movie again. No one is. Can, can <laughs> <you>? <laughs> There's no video easies no anymore. One, no can, can no you, one watched it at the time. <laughs> There's no blockbusters. Can you click you on June Temple? Huh? I, click on June Temple. I forgot what she looked like. Juno Temple. She's got like a... Uh, okay. That her. 2011. See, she's got kind of blondish hair. She's kind of quirky. Yeah. Um, <sighs> she was in Killer Joe with Matthew McConaughey. Was she underage then? Uh, she plays an underage character, but she's not underage in the movie because nah. then they would have got, uh, you know, arrested for child pornography. <sighs> That's a good movie, but it's pretty fucked up. Killer Joe, not you. Yeah, mom. we no, we had a on, <laughs> we had a. Long. A running thing with Matthew Con- McConaughey being into underage girls. <laughs> yeah, I'm just yeah. like in Days and Confused. Yeah, Actually, and holy confused. shit! No, in Killer Joe, he is. Oh, I, he is into uh, in underage girls. Damn! Why does he keep going? Does he, is he getting typecasted? <laughs> <laughs> he did that one. That, that one. First rom coms. <laughs> now that <laughs> he's slowly revealing like a darkness in his psyche. Yeah. <laughs> through his movie choices. <laughs> uh. See, D- Dallas Buyers Club. That was actually a peak into his homophobia. Oh. But doesn't he accept Jared Leto at the end? Oh, well, you I know. I think, I can't remember. Matthew McConaughey is just a good actor. <laughs> <laughs> hey, didn't that? Matthew McConaughey was on Lopez Tonight. <laughs> what? George Lopez's talk show? From like look, five t- years ago? T- yeah, look it up on YouTube. It was a really good clip. <laughs> he tells a really funny story on there. 
Wait, was he on recently or? No, it was Love when is the show was cancelled like years ago. It's been cancelled. It's like, such a weird reference. Why did point? you say it like it was a new thing? Like, oh my god, did you see that brand new interview? George Lopez still has a talk show, you guys. <laughs> yeah, no. George Lopez is still relevant. Because <laughs> George Lopez was like, hey, Matthew McConaughey is cool with Latino people. Let's have him on the show. <laughs> oh, I saw that one. That's the one where he speaks um, Spanish. Yeah, I think he yeah, speaks some Spanish. I remember that one. And he talks about going to like a a, a a shady part of town. Yeah. But because he, I think maybe he spoke Spanish, everyone's like, oh, this white dude's cool. Yeah, everyone's like, he's cool, man. Yeah, I remember that. It was trending. And he was like, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> like his movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, should we go on, move on to another joke? Yeah, we should. Yeah, let's <laughs> We did enough about year one. <laughs> <laughs> year one was a joke in itself. <laughs> Just a bad joke in itself. Okay. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Did you hear about the ice cream man? He was found dead in his ice cream van, covered in chocolate sauce and hundreds and thousands. The police said that he had topped himself. Oh, God. Oh, making a joke about suicide. Very tasteful, guys. Oh, God. Especially in ice cream. These man. jokes just keep getting worse It makes and me want to put a gun in my mouth and blow my brains out <laughs> because of how tasteless that suicide joke was. <laughs> like, I want my dead body lying on the ground just be- and just... <sighs> after I've offed myself because of how tasteless that suicide joke is. There'll never be a more tasteless suicide joke than that one. Like, I want to hang myself... <laughs> <laughs> And then got a gun and shoot my brains out, making the whole hanging myself with a noose completely redundant because I had a gun the whole time. There'll never be a more tasteless suicide joke than that one. What if you shot yourself and, like, the bullet went through your head and, and cut the rope, went through the rope, and then you, you fell? Into, like, a bathtub with a toaster. Into a toaster. <laughs> plugged, <laughs> plugged in. Plugged in. <laughs> It's like it was. It's like a what a Rube Goldberg machine is that what they're called? You know, yeah. where yeah, like yeah. the thing knocks over the thing, but it's like a suicide machine. Yeah. But Making it's actually euthanasia it's, it's, fun. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> fun for the whole family. Grandpa's been. <laughs> Grandpa's not getting any better. <laughs> put, put him in the Rube Goldberg suicide machine. Fucking hell! It's like mousetrap, but a, like a li- like a live version, like life size version. I've lived a good life. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> God. And we got version 2.0 where you get the additional activation after uh, coming. <laughs> so what? it's like audio asphyxiation. And then when you when you climax... Um, get the Michael Hutchinson, David Carradine experience! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, Kung Fu, the legend continues in the afterlife! <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I'd like Is that the, how he killed himself? Yeah. I'd like the David Carradine made, suite, please. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> With the extra large wardrobe. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there will never be a more tasteless suicide joke. <laughs> well, I guess because it's about ice cream, it will be a tasty suicide joke. <laughs> oh. I don't know. I guess because it's ice cream, it's a bit cold. Yeah, it is. It's a bit cold. It's a bit... Icy. <laughs> hey, you know what would have been funnier if he iced himself? Hey, oh. Uh, I 
Arnold Schwarzeneggers in the house. <laughs> <laughs> Batman and Robin's Batman Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> Mr. The Ice. only movie he's known for, Batman and Robin's Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> that's, that's the only movie I know him for. <laughs> Mr. Freeze himself. It's fucking blue. Nice <laughs> yeah. to meet you, Wolf. Nice to meet you. <laughs> I freeze is coming. <laughs> Feeling a bit... <laughs> nippy. Was that when, they, is that when Batman and Robin had nipples? Oh yeah, they had nipples because Mister Freeze. Because it was so cold. Yeah, so I, Joel Schumacher, I forgive you. Oh, it makes so much sense. It's so realistic. Oh, it was just Joel trying to be realistic. Joel Schumacher was covertly a genius. I feel so bad for Joel Schumacher. Everyone made fun of his movie, but he was actually a genius. He fought. He attention to detail. <laughs> yeah, Mister Freeze. Christopher Nolan, eat your fucking heart out, you piece of shit. <laughs> Where are Dark Knight's at? the only good one, and that's only because of Heath Ledger, you fuck. Yeah. Dark Knight Rises, what the fuck was that self-indulgent piece of fuck? Oh, I'm Batman. I'm Batman. Oh, I was poured into it. Oh, anarchy. Oh, because he topped himself. Oh, oh thanks, Bane. Fuck, man. Actually, oh, man, I resent Bruce Wayne. He's just like... Just like this rich orphan kid. Isn't and Bane's just, he had this horrible life, you know? Yeah, man. It's Bruce Wayne's a fucking rich fuckboy. <laughs> yeah, he's a rich fuck. He's entitled a fucking, rich fuckboy. A fuckboy that goes around going, I'm going to dress up and fucking... He just wants to beat people up, so he dresses up in black and hits people. Yeah, sends them to jail, they get released, and he has to do the same Hit shit Hit him again, yeah. He look, refuses to kill him just look, so... Even though they go around killing people. Yeah. Hey, look, Master Bruce... I think your Batman loofing is, is just an excuse for you to go out and beat up people. <laughs> beat up poor people. <laughs> beat up beat up poor people less, you know, uh, well off than you are. <laughs> look, look, Alfred. My parents died. I know that, sir, but you can't keep, you can't keep holding on to that for the rest of your life. You know, they died. They were killed in front of me. Yes, I know. Have you thought about going to see a psychologist or something like that? That's what most... No you have enough money for that. You can pay for a good psychologist. That's, you can get better treatment than most people get a, have a dream of. And you're just using it to... to I, I, look, the city's filthy. I'm a garbage man. i got to clean it up. That's the thing. No, you don't. You can... I mean... Here's a thought, Master Bruce. Why don't you put all your money into social programs and healthcare <laughs> and actually fixing the city instead of beating people up at night? No, because I'm an egomaniac <laughs> and I want all the credit to myself. I think you're just using this to vent and uh, to be violent under the guise of vigilantism. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And that was the story of Batman and that was Ben Affleck's back <laughs> uh. I don't know if we can do any more on ice cream yeah. Yeah, yeah one last joke one last joke one more one last joke what lies on the bottom of the ocean and shakes uh, hmm. a nervous wreck oh Jesus oh. Oh, a lot of these are very pun-based. Yeah, they're not... Yeah. They're like, very dad-jokey, but, like, worse. Wordplay. It's all wordplay, man. 
the Titanic is just like popping antidepressants. My dad there. was always telling me, don't play with your food. And I was always telling him, don't play with your words. Oh. oh. And then he beat you with his belt. Yeah, he sure did. <laughs> oh, God. God. And that's why you're a comedian. Yeah. <laughs> Instead uh. of Batman Begins, Ross Begins. <laughs> Except I don't have enough money to get away with all the poor people I beat up. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> what if Batman was about a really rich guy whose parents were killed and so he becomes a stand-up comic? <laughs> Look, Master Bruce, I know people say stand-up is therapy, but I think it's more of a, a joke. I mean, I think you should go to real therapy. Shut up. <laughs> What's the deal with that voice you do? Anyway, it's just, it doesn't get the audience on your side. It just, That's his stand-up it, character. It, it, dis- it just distances them, and it makes them feel uncomfortable. I'm uncomfortable every day of my life ever since I saw my parents get shot. <laughs> I, yes. Yes. And the Joker is just a rival comic who's better than him. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so sick of prop comics. (laughs) (laughs) He's a fucking prop comic. (laughs) What's up with that makeup? It's so stupid. Fair hack. I go up there and I I, I talk. I use my words. Bear my soul. This fucking guy gets up there and he uses seltzer bottles and stuff like that. (laughs) Fucking hack. Carrot top hack. What was the joke? <laughs> yeah, fucking shipwreck. Shit. Oh, nervous wreck. Oh, no, nervous wreck. Nervous wreck. Yeah. Oh, boy. That joke is a wreck. <laughs> oh, I, got no, I got no opinions on that joke. That joke sunk faster than the Titanic. Oi! Ah! That was a good one. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, we had a joke about ice cream. We had a joke about a shipwreck. Titanic was sunk by an iceberg. Oh. I've seen Connecting like dots. six degrees of Leonardo DiCaprio here. <laughs> he could have fit on that door. He could have. Fuck you, Rose. Fucking you rich old lady bitch. Fucking. <laughs> this episode is very anti-rich people. <laughs> I'm liking it. <laughs> Fuck witchies. You fucking... And then she just throws the fucking necklace. She could have donated that shit she or she to a museum. Like She could have She could have made a lot of money and given that to poor people yeah. or people yeah. in need. And I... Bill Paxton's like, no. Crazy old white lady. Yeah. Call us anything Fuck you want, man. but, you know, the one thing I'm proud of, you know, the one thing I think I'm okay with, uh, you know, us being called is um, classist. Like toward against uh you know wealthy people Fuck wealthy it. entitled can you use classist against like what what is like yeah because i can... think if they called us classist it would be the equivalent of um if a rich person called us classist yeah. it'll be the equivalent of like a is it a l- fucking like white person calling a black person racist yeah. like, you know what i mean is it like how is, like, it? is it like how like like right-wing white people think racism doesn't exist and only racism can only exist against them, like reverse racism. That's not even a fucking real thing. Yeah, I know, but it's like that's. It sounds like classist sounds something like that. Like you, you're, you're, yeah. Cl- the proper wor- use of classist is a person who um, thinks little of 
Yeah, like it seems like a rich yeah. person would be classes. Yeah, so yeah. I, I, I mean, can't I, I can't I really, use, I don't really know, we can't really use classes. Yeah, but we know. Yeah, what we're you mean. fucking subversive anarchists against the yeah. man. Yeah, fuck we're punching you. up. Should be a word for he- like not liking rich people or uh, well, being but... uncomfortable around people with lots of money. <laughs> Is there a word like uh, hating rich douchebags? I don't know. If you look it up online, maybe. There's yeah, it's probably something. Or s- like Urban Dictionary or something like that. Oh, I used to look up um, look up Ja Rule and Urban Dictionary. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's know, some there's... really funny definitions for Ja Rule. <laughs> Here we go. Hold on for a second. <laughs> and you got to read out the, s- the example sentences as well. Like I. I <laughs> so Ja Rule on Urban Dictionary. Mm. A phobia of rich people is called plutophobia. Huh. Ah, wow. But is it like a fear or is it like a resentment or... I just don't trust rich people. Yeah, like there's a clear, like in my mind, there's a clear, like... It's not even like a... Uh, oh, oh, why don't I have... It's like not, why don't I have what they have? It's more like, look at these fucking assholes. Like, they just have no idea. They they've have never, so they've much never money, worked but in like, their life. Yeah, they don't understand what it's like. Like, they're completely almost like uh what do you call it uh there's like a complete lack of empathy like there's a high high percentage of sociopathy in rich people yeah yeah like it's crazy yeah complete disconnect with the common man and now on to ja rule (laughs) yeah (laughs) i think i I said it was plutophobia but i think i might have misread it so uh, scratch it that's right we were trying to get to ja rule quicker yeah speaking of rich more importantly (laughs) 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 Ja Rule, rapper who thinks he can sing, can't do anything without a shanty. <laughs> oh, that's kind of true. Yeah. That's sad. <laughs> ja Rule, the whack-ass rapper who sounds like the Cookie Monster. Mm. Cookie Monster would make a great rapper. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. Ja Rule, another word used for a fungal infection. Yep. Oh, I feel bad for Ja Rule. Damn, I forgot to wash my feet. Now they're covered in Ja Rule. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was that was one of the funny ones. Um, this is just mean. <laughs> <laughs> ja Rule, a stain in your underwear caused by insufficient wiping. <laughs> this, what is this? Why read do people the hate ja Rule read, so read, much? Read it, just read it. I had, to, <laughs> I had to do an extra load of laundry to get the Ja Rule off my whites. <laughs> oh. There's a weird connotation to that. Ja, wipe Ja Rule ja off, my, off whites. my whites. Oh, yeah. dude. Yeah, I didn't really... Uh. <laughs> Oh man! Ooh. I just thought it was in reference to his music. Yeah, but I don't know. Um, Jarrells, some rapper who grew up in a rich neighborhood and thinks his ghetto is fucked, <laughs> and even has a label called Murder Inc. Even though he's never committed a crime in his life and never will. Murder. Jarrell, an ass rapper who will not survive one day in a real ghetto. <laughs> Wow, this uh, did, getting very did one fun. did one person just write this? To just yeah, have, I think there's so. a okay, here we go, here we go, here we go. This last one. Jarl, a synonym for a very watery and acidic diarrhea. <laughs> 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 the toilet seat and cover of the public washroom were covered in Jarl. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, poor yeah. Jarl. Uh, you know he had that whole fire festival thing. Mishap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What happened? He like he. Speaking of rich people getting <laughs> yeah, what's coming yeah, yeah. to <laughs> Wait, wait, when was this? Was this like ages ago? It was like a few months ago. Oh, yeah. what? what happened? Like he was trying to do some like 
start some big music festival or something like that. Yeah. Exclusively for like rich, wealthy oh, people. Yeah. yeah, but then it's like twelve grand a ticket or something. Yeah. But everything just started fucking up. Yeah. Like there was no food. Was it was a real jar rule. Yeah, he, he really jar ruled it up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, what was it like? Um. He was. He wanted like big fancy chefs to go there, but they all pulled out. Yeah. Music acts didn't want to be part of it. Some some small island somewhere mm, in the Bahamas yeah. or the Caribbean. I can't remember. But like, yeah, all these people paid all this money to go go to this uh, festival. There's supposed to be all these acts, and all these acts are pulled out. Um, they had all these big acts like what Blink any one Blink Blink One Eighty Two and all these guys and yeah. like big rap groups and stuff, and they all pulled out slowly and um. There was like uh, barely any, what they didn't have tents set up. No stages weren't set up. No lockers were set up. There was no accommodation. People just rocked up there, and uh, there was nothing. People nothing were prepared. stuck stuck there for a weekend. Yeah, <laughs> so they were all sort weekend. of. And then there was all these just rich so people, people going came, on Instagram. People came, and then like nothing happened. <laughs> it was all these rich people going on Instagram saying like, "Oh my god, it's like I'm in a refugee camp oh, or something Jesus. like that." <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Which, you know, I, I, I guess it, in those conditions, I'm like, I'm guessing it's sort of like similar to a refugee camp, yeah, except they all have money. They're all super rich. Yeah. They probably had yachts that they got there on and could l- literally leave at any time or I'm pretty sure they were well taken care of. The one, yeah, they did have alcohol and, 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 <laughs> yeah, and like um, speakers and stuff, so they just played their own music and got there drunk go. on the beach. They could just burn all the alcohol like Captain Jack Sparrow and send a signal. Yeah, that's pretty. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's what happened. But like, there was a huge promotion um, before the event. And, and ja Rule and Captain uh, and Pirates of the Caribbean Six. <laughs> Make it happen, studios. Someone yeah. tweeted uh, around that time that happened was like, Ja Rule has done more damage to the one percent than the Democrats ever have. <laughs> 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 and it's all it, oh, it's all like unintentional too. <laughs> People are like, oh, Ja Rule, he's such a spectacular failure with the festival thing. And I think I just, it kind of makes me like him more. <laughs> like, oh, he's a spectacular failure. I'm a spectacular failure. He's like an underdog. I can get on board with him. He's just another guy, you know? Oh. Yeah. That was, that was the, those, the, the festival was non-refundable, I think. Fucking hell. Yeah. Well, I mean, with that amount of money. Are you really worried about a refund? Yeah. Probably didn't make a dent in their pockets, to be honest. <sighs> I think we've got pretty pretty far away from the jokes, but... I hey, think, hey, hey, I we were analysing the joke that <laughs> yeah. was the fire Festival. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the fire Festival. I think yeah. we got... We, we but got... spelled F-Y-R-E. Oh, of course, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> well, of course. Yeah. James is not even surprised. He's like, of course. Yeah, that's a bit. Of course, they'll fucking call it that. They're <laughs> fucking rich, entitled fucking cunts. Fucking piece of fucking shit. Fix the fucking jar all. What, what pisses me <laughs> off now is, is like some of these rich kids will, will be going around being like, yeah, I've lived on a refugee camp for a weekend. <laughs> oh, fuck off. <laughs> like, yeah, I can kind of understand the plight of refugees. Oh, I get Jesus. It. I get it. You know, it's not that big a deal. Let's <laughs> just get drunk and listen to music and... <laughs> have sex all, on the beach all refugee camps are like just failed music festivals yeah 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 well I think we got to the bottom of the refugee crisis <laughs> we sure did we solved that yeah um so you're welcome thanks <laughs> thanks guys a little thanks come on thanks for listening and 
hopefully you can use this information in some way. Tune yeah. in next week. We'll continue going into the refugee crisis, and then <laughs> we'll start talking more about how we can like level the playing field, socioeconomic wise. Mm, yeah. Uh, then oh. we'll try and, and uh, bring about world peace. And yeah. there'll be some more bad puns. More bad puns. We'll also be doing a deep dive in a Jar Rule's catalog, yeah, dissecting yeah. his music yeah, lyrically yeah, yeah. and his music Murder. videos as well. You know, get get into like his relationship with Irv Gotti and how that sort of collaborative relationship uh, <laughs> sort of really <laughs> got it. Really, it got some great hits. Yeah. Um, ben, Ben, you you can't talk about Jar Rule without talking about his collabs with Ashanti. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so we're going to get into Mesmerize, Always on Time, yeah. just like those great classic hits. Be great. You've been listening to Goal 104.5. <laughs> Living it up, say what? Do I do? Everybody gonna live it up. This has been our thousand and one jokes. Thanks for listening, guys. Thank you. Thanks. Oh, wow. What a clip. Oh boy, it really, it really packed a lot there, that clip. That short three, four minute clip. I mean, it felt like it's just a half hour's worth of material. But that's just how quick uh, witted uh, I get when I'm with my former Hammercat collaborators. Uh, when I'm not arguably screwing them out of their money. That's what they argue. I argue I got uh, what was rightfully mine. Um, but yeah, you fall into those old habits with the, with the guys uh, deconstructing some jokes. Well, so what was that? What was that? Let's recap. Let's recap. Uh, number four was a phone going off. Well, that was number five. Number four was we hate James. We hate James, the backdoor pilot uh, that put a show that was not, not meant to be. Number three, Ross Purdy destroys comedy live show live from the Athenaeum Theatre. Uh, a great, a great show. Um, just like a kind of narcissistic loser uh, who's attempted some sort of career adjacent to comedy. Uh, thinking he has any sort of right to give advice to people. Really, some real Harmontown vibes right there. Uh, then, number two, the 1001 Jokes era of Ross Perry Destroys Comedy, uh, where for a little while there, I really hated poor, uh, uh, rich people. Uh, but now I realize uh, rich people are the people who hold the the um the fortune the fortune the fortune teller's ball of my destiny uh so rich cunts particularly at uh any of the big networks or token management or anything like that um if you want to give your old boy a shot i mean <laughs> i mean it's one thing to say I'm willing to sell my soul, but guess what? I don't have a soul to sell. So <laughs> I got, I'll, I'll believe whatever you tell me to believe and I'll do what you tell me to, to do. Cause 
in some ways, I want to be like you in terms of being rich and doing well for myself. So that was four, three, two. So what will be number one? What will be the top one moment of Ross Perry Destroys Comedy? The one moment over the 24 previous episodes that really is a shining uh, beacon example of, of Ross Perry Destroys Comedy. Um, one where host is like firing on all cylinders, a guest who is, is comfortable, is relaxed, uh, completely actually understands the premise of the show and just gets all, goes along with it. And the, the symbiotic relationship between host and guest to make just a perfect episode of podcasting. What is that? What is that moment? Well, I'm not going to spoil it for you. I'm going to let you have a, uh, let you, say all you listeners out there, just listen to yourself without me babbling on any further. This is number one in the top four moments of Ross Purdy Destroys Comedy. This podcast is going to go for four more hours. When I got here this afternoon, I didn't know where the building was. Ross didn't shake my hand. He looked at me and turned and just blindly assumed I would follow him into the building, which I did. And then without saying anything, he leads me into this very rape dungeony TV production studio thing. All the lights are off. I'm like, are we the only people here right now? And then he like just comes in, puts on his earphones, sits down. I'm like, I'm kind of thirsty. Can I get a glass of water or something? Makes me grab my own water. What kind of sh- ship are you sailing here, RDSS? Uh, I, I believe that you are, are a strong, independent woman. Thank you. And that you can t- t- make your own decisions. And That's true. Get your own drinks. Oh, so your lack of etiquette was actually an active demonstration in feminism. Yes, definitely. Wow, what a clip. Great stuff. Great guest who I imagine these days does want something to do with me still, maybe. I don't know. It's this pandemic. I haven't been able to talk to anyone since the pandemic. And that's the excuse that I will use. So, listeners, thank you for coming from me on this journey. Uh, this 25-episode journey. Uh, the show that people said shouldn't be done. And not even really that it shouldn't be done. It's more like, why would you do it? Like, what are you adding to the landscape? so to speak, that what are you adding that could, what are you bringing to the podcasting landscape that could really use your voice right now, that could really use your perspective? Well, I think we've proven uh, those naysayers wrong. All right, depending on who you ask. Keep tuning in because we're going to keep making episodes even during this pandemic. Um, no matter what they say, not even if we go to stage five restrictions, which say all podcasts must cease, even ones where the host and the guests are talking, just talking to each other from their own homes via Zoom, so the audio quality isn't as great, but it's okay. 
Um, oh, and Ross Parody, the Soyuz Comedy, has merchandise now. Because you're not a real uh, podcast unless you got merch. Uh, I got the Ross Parody, the Stories Comedy T-shirt, which you can go on Facebook, uh, type in Ross Parody, like my artist page, uh, Ross Parody, same spelling as in the title of his show. Send me a message uh, saying you want the Ross Parody, the Stories Comedy T-shirt. And we can sort that out. I can give you that T-shirt. It's only thirty-three dollars, and that is pretty darn good considering it's a T-shirt. Uh, or if you don't want a Ross Perry the Source Comedy T-shirt, there's also a Kentucky Fried Ross Perry T-shirt. It's a red T-shirt. It's it's a great David Chow design uh, of a sort of a, a sort of graphic of my head in a KFC bucket. So go on board with that. Go on YouTube, find my YouTube channel, Ross Purdy. Like that, look at some videos that I have right now and some more of mine if you add on to the future. It's all happening right now. The destruction of comedy is going to happen sooner rather than later, I feel. And if you just stumbled upon this podcast for the very first time and you enjoyed it or so curious on where to get more of it, go on iTunes and uh, look up Ross Petty Destroys Comedy. Listen, subscribe, leave a review, leave a five-star review. Like, or four stars or three or one. One star, I don't care. One star's better than no stars. I've gotten half a star before. Even that's better than no stars. Not for a podcast, but for a live show that was woefully unprepared. Thank you for listening. Tune in next Monday for a regular episode of Ross Purdy Destroys Comedy. Ross Purdy Destroys Comedy!